Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 11. Call Me Baby A few days later, and no word from Ezra, my nerves are about to explode. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm scared. I'm over it. I'm at work doing full body makeup for one of our actresses. Everyone here trusts and feels comfortable not only getting buck naked in front of me, but also getting naked with their feelings. I've become something of a therapist to my actors as most hair and makeup artists are. I mix the colors for her, take a powder puff, and start smearing makeup all over her back. She goes on and on about her boyfriend and his young daughter forcing me to listen. I nod, skimming around her cleavage with the puff, trying to make sure everything is blended. She props up one of her legs on the counter, spread eagle, and I paint them both one by one. It's always around this time when I get to painting their ass that I have to remind myself that I'm getting closer to leaving this job once and for all, and then I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We finish up, and she feels better getting everything off her chest, and I feel worse for having just painted it. She tells me goodbye and leaves me covered in makeup all alone in my little cubicle. I clean everything up, walk into the hair room, and sit in Lexi's chair. Well, today fucking sucks, I say to her in the mirror with defeat in my eyes. She looks down at me, seeing my frustration. In her attempt to make me feel better, she starts trying something new out on my hair. I watch her pull it up and twist it into all kinds of directions, creating a beautiful bun on the side of my head. It's an idea for yet another wedding on the show. For a moment, I imagine what I'd want to do with my hair if I were to get married, but then quickly put it out of my head. I don't need to be thinking about anything like that right now. It'll only make me feel worse. It was only a few weeks ago that I was at a wedding and my dreams were coming true. Now I have no idea what's true anymore. Whenever I start to get serious about a relationship, I always think about how the guy I'm dating would react in the hospital while I'm in labor having a baby. Would they be a super cheerleader, or would they squirm and want to leave? If Ryan were there, he'd have a whole marching band to either cheer me on or a yogi there to bring me into bliss. Although the only kind of bliss I'd be getting is the second epidural they'll be injecting into my back. One thing I know for sure is that he'd definitely hold my hand and smile that big adoring smile of his at me. He's already my cheerleader in life. I know he'd be my cheerleader having our baby, which is gross to think about. I mean, I'm only thinking about it because Ryan's been my constant. He's the longest relationship I've ever had, minus the actual relationship part. At this point, Jennifer's right. I barely know Ezra. I don't know what he'd be like with me in labor. I don't know if he'd take care of me then or simply in life. This makes me even sadder to think because we do have a kind of baby. 
we have a song together. And while we made it together, I don't know what we're going to do about it. Lexi continues to play with my hair, making me feel soothed and taken care of. I feel myself starting to calm down, resigned to the fact that what I've created in my life is obviously supposed to be that way. In a particularly dark moment, I think maybe I'm just destined to be at this job forever, with that boss and with these actors. I moan thinking about it, and know I'd rather stick hot pokers in my eyes than do that. My phone buzzes in my jacket pocket. I don't even try to reach for it. It's probably Ryan texting to make sure I feel worse about everything all over again. But I can only hold out for so long. I reach for it, and shockingly, it's Ezra. Hey babe, can you talk? I jump out of Lexi's chair, hair half hanging from the wedding bun, and immediately call him. He answers. Hey darling. Hi, I say breathless. You okay there? You sound out of breath, he says, his southern drawl kicking in. I'm good, just walking fast, I lie. I'm so out of shape I'm panting after barely walking to the other side of the room. Oh, like you're working out? Ooh, can I get a sweaty selfie? He coos. I laugh. Yeah, I'm working out, I say sarcastically. So what's up? How's everything going with our song? Oh, I don't want to talk about work right now. Tell me about your cute workout outfit. I can practically hear his Cheshire cat grin through the phone. I press further. Well, it's not fair when you're there in the action and I'm here missing out. Come on, just tell me what's going on with it. Are you going to be recording soon? I say enthusiastically, hoping to coax him into giving me what I want. Ugh, it's so boring. Tell me about your day. That's way more interesting. I stop the banter. Ezra, I really need to know. It's been weeks. Has anything happened? I can feel him hesitating, and it starts to deeply worry me. The kind of worry when you feel like your stomach is just dropped out from under you and a panic attack isn't too far behind. Well, he drags on. They love it. Her whole team just loves it, and we're going to cut it next week. Everything suddenly lifts from my chest. My stomach gets back into my body, this time with butterflies that swim around in there happily, and I can finally take a deep breath again. That's amazing! I'm so excited! Yeah, it's pretty exciting. What our producers come in and done to the song is really beautiful. I stop. Wait, like what? What has he done to the song? Just arranging some, adding some mood to it. No big deal, he says. But nothing huge, right? I ask worried. Yeah, yeah, he's just producing it. That's what producers do, he says laughing. Don't worry, honey. I got you covered over here. You know I do. I sigh. I just wish I could be there. This is such a big deal and I'm so far away. You could always come stay with me, he says in a low voice. I feel the burst of serotonin rush to my heart. God, I'd really love to. I just can't right now. When are you coming back out here? I ask hopefully. I don't know, he says slowly. So much is picking up out here and and I'm going back on the road again. I don't know when I'll be back out there right now. He pauses. But I miss your pretty face. I miss making music together. He hints, his true feelings buried beneath a much less innocent intention. I muster the courage to tell him, I miss you too, which is a very hard thing for me to do. Being emotionally brave in a song is one thing. I can let it all out. I can write the depths of my soul down and sing it to an audience and never feel embarrassed or scared. Because for me, 
It's just a song. To actually tell someone I really care about them, even a simple I love you, is extremely difficult for me. Blame it on being a child of divorce, my poor, bewildered generation who thinks that marriage and having kids is outdated. Well, I don't. I certainly have my issues with verbal intimacy. However, Ezra doesn't seem to have any problems with it. And all I want for him is to tell me more. Well, hun, I've got to get back in there, he says. What are you doing today? Just laying down some guitars on another song from our girl. Our girl? Yep, our little country artist, Shayla. I smile, remembering that magical night when we saw her show. She's so sweet. Well, tell her hello for me and how excited I am that she's cutting our song. As it comes out of my mouth, I see my boss walk by and hear me. She looks up with a menacing look of confusion and a I got you in her eyes. Oh no. I hang up with Ezra and Lexi looks at me excited, eyebrows up, smile plastered along her face. Oh my god, was that Ezra? Are you getting a song cut? I shove my hands in my pockets and squeak out. I didn't want to say anything. But that's incredible news for you. Isn't this what you wanted? She asks innocently, like a freshman cheerleader would to the senior cheerleader. Yeah, it is, I say hesitantly. I'm really happy. She furrows her brow. Well, you don't seem like you are. My boss has crawled her way closer to us like a panther waiting to approach her prey. She hovers over me, her breath, as always, on my neck. I wince and look back to see her blank-faced like a sociopath would be. She gives us the side-eye and steps in closer to us. Her eyes dart swiftly at Lexi like daggers. Lexi gasps ever so softly. Then she looks at me. So, what is this you're all excited about? Lexi, not thinking, reveals my news and blurts out, She's getting her song cut by a singer! My boss looks at Lexi, perplexed, and then looks at me. I'm not sure if she doesn't understand what this means, or that if she doesn't care to comment. Hmm, she says, nodding her head. I bite my lip nervously. She looks disappointed. Don't bite your bottom lip. It makes you look weak. Then she looks at my hair. And you should do something with your hair. Unless you meant for it to look that way. She says, putting her hand gently on her chest. Oh, I was just playing around with it earlier. Lexi jumps in, hoping to save me. You did this? She asks, disgusted. Well, she got interrupted with her call. I wasn't done, Lexi says nervously. Hmm. She keeps surveying us until she's taken in all of her inventory, made her pie charts, and assessed the situation fully to her disliking. Well, I take it that your news is good news, then. She looks at me. Congratulations. I bite my lower lip again, but then release it as if an imaginary ruler has smacked the back of my hand. Thank you. She begins to walk out of the room, and when she's far enough away, Lexi and I let out a huge, stressful exhale. I swear she was a Nazi sergeant in her past life, Lexi says, fanning herself. I feel hot. She looks down at her shirt, pulling her boobs up. Do I have sweat marks under my boobs? Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, bloopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. 
To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash that girl, the podcast.